Hello there, you are listening to the first ever episode of the Almost Founders Podcast, where each week we dive into an experiential learning session within the world of entrepreneurship. This week's topic is the team. Why is it important to build a strong founders team? Is the idea really the most important factor to success? Remember, this is a recording of a live event followed by a 40 minutes Q&A, so if you'd like to attend our next episode live and ask questions directly to our guests, you're more than welcome to follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Eventbrite at Entrepreneurs of City to receive updates. But now, let's study. How are you today? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Could you just introduce yourself? I'm sure our members already know who you are and they've done their research, but it would be great to hear from you yourself. Sure, of course. Um, yeah, my name is Chris. Uh, I'm one of the uh, founding partners of Zero One Ventures, We're, um, London and Amsterdam-based early-stage deep tech venture fund. Um, so we invest in uh, businesses that are IP IP driven businesses solving large complex problems basically, um, mostly focused on Northern Europe, so UK and Amsterdam of course, Benelux uh, and the Nordics is our sort of primary focus area. Okay, uh, you yourself are from Canada. How come you have decided to uh, focus on Europe? Yeah, good question. Um, yes, I'm originally Canadian. Uh, I haven't lived in Canada for. 15 years or more. Um, I lived in the US for quite a while uh, in Chicago, uh, working in management consulting there. Um, my wife is doing her PhD at the University of Chicago, which is what took us there. Uh, eventually, I wanted to live somewhere else. Um, Canada is a lovely country, but it's small, uh, not, not physically, obviously, but it's small. Um, by population, by commerce, et cetera. So the job opportunities at that at that stage for sort of early in your career people were great. So I decided London was the place to be. Um, again, management consulting for the first little while. And it was over for the, sort of my career here that started getting into working with startups and early stage fast growing businesses. Um, and eventually sort of parlayed that into venture capital. Right. The problem that we are tackling today is that many students, especially undergraduates, believe that they need to come up, uh, come up with the next crazy idea, because whenever we hear innovation, we only think of disruptive innovation. But apparently there's something more important than the idea. So my first question would be, why do you believe it is often said that the team is actually the most important factor for the success of a young startup? Um, yeah, I mean, so that's a really good question. And, and not to, let's not discount how important the idea is. If it's a bad idea, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, of course. But um, yes, the team, at the, certainly at the very early stage, when you're get, starting your entrepreneurial journey, the team is probably the most important thing. I mean, execution is, is everything. You can have the best idea in the world. And, and let's be honest, it's very unlikely that you're the only person with this idea. It's probably not. A, a truly unique idea. What you need to be is the team that can actually execute on it, um, who can build a business around it, who can who can build the tech behind it, who can build the scaling strategy behind it, who can build the sales behind it, uh, and then also the team who can work well together. So without without the team, 
the rest of it is nonsense, to be honest. It's, and it, it's a great idea, and someone else might do a good job with it, but it, it's the team that has to execute. Okay. Based on what you said about the team having to work well together, how do you actually measure the strength of a team when you don't really can put their personalities and characteristics into data and you have no idea what's going to happen to them if they get your funding? Maybe one of them is going to turn into an egomaniac. How do you minimize that risk? It's, it's actually one of the one of the biggest risks um, that we as early stage VCs have to, have to take on. Uh, I mean, there's lots of different ways that different VCs do it. Um, some of them will make you do Myers-Briggs tests and figure out personalities and, you know, things like that. I, I don't put a lot of stock in that, to be honest. Um, one of the things that I prefer to do, to be honest, is have, have a lengthy conversation with you before it's time to raise. So if you go out six months, nine months before you're looking to raise capital and start building relationships with VCs, that means that I can now be speaking to you every six weeks or whatever, um, have a quick catch up, figure out how you're executing as a team, see your progress in, in real time. And so when it comes time to make the investment, uh, I'm not starting from a blank sheet of paper. I, I have a relationship with you and I've seen you work together. Um, barring that, one of the things that I like to dig into quite a lot is a lot of, a lot of founders in their deck, they have what the, what the journey going forward is going to look like, what the roadmap is. I prefer to focus as much, if possibly not more, on what the roadmap was and all the challenges you came up against getting to the place you are at and how you and the team overcame those challenges. Um, as, a, as a top tip, if you tell me you had no challenges, that's a big red flag, um, mm -hmm. either because you're lying, because that's very unlikely, or I now have no idea whether you're capable of overcoming challenges because you will have them. So okay. uh, trying to dig into what challenges you as a team of, even, even if you're a brand new team and you've only, you know, it's a, a very young startup, there will have been challenges. And we just need to understand how you overcame them, what the outcome was, did you have to shift the business model, et cetera. So it's not a perfect science, but we have, it, it is one of our biggest risks. So we, we have to dig into it as much as we can. Okay, of course. So now that you mentioned that you know the team before they actually pitched you, how would an outside startup be able to ever get to zero one ventures? Yeah, this is an interesting, an interesting challenge. So the sort of the rule, the, the rule that VCs throw around a lot is all warm intros only, right? Um, because we get, we get pitch decks all the time and it's very, very difficult to, um, to filter through all of them. And so if, if, it, if an introduction or a pitch deck comes to me from a trusted contact, it immediately gets more attention, just that's human nature. The, the, the flip side of that, of course, is that that's quite elitist in many ways. It, it, it assumes you have a network already um, in, within the venture community or the startup community that I, um, it is a small community. It's probably not that hard to find me on LinkedIn through one degree separated. Um, but we try and be as open to incoming uh, queries for, for investment as we can be recognizing that we get hundreds a month. Um, and there's only so many hours in the day 
to be able to review uh, materials. So there is there is truth to the rule that a warm intro a warm intro will immediately get a review as it comes from someone I trust. But I try and pay attention to everyone. And what do you tell other investors who don't dedicate a bunch of their time like you do in the startup ecosystem of their region? Uh, as in like non-investment um, time committed to the ecosystem as in supporting accelerators and things like that? Is that what you mean? In the sense that you actually, for example, just you being here and speaking for us already shows that you're interested with the new generation of entrepreneurs that you're always looking to meet new people who could potentially come and pitch for you. It would be like a, like a football scout who only looks at the numbers at home but never goes out on the field to see the players. Right, I see. Um, <laughs> well, so what I would actually tell those people is nothing because the more they don't do yeah. that, the better leg up I have, to be honest. Um, but in reality, I th I think it's our job as VCs to, to be doing that. Um, just from two perspectives. One, supporting the ecosystem. I mean, it, on, it's it's a really hard job being a, being an early state on, entrepreneur. And any support, help, connection that you can get along the way, I think it is the responsibility of the others in the ecosystem to, to help with that. Um, but more practically, from a deal flow perspective, sure. If you if you trade on your brand, if you're Sequoia, I mean everyone's going to come to you, and and you don't really need to put that much effort in, potentially. But I think you'll find that the the really the ones that really outperform and have a brand like Sequoia still do, because that is where that is where the value is. In in our particular case for deep tech, it's very rare that that deep tech comes from major city centers, for example. London is a bit of an, ex an exception. We have some really solid universities uh, and tech talent right in the center, but you wouldn't go to Berlin or Stockholm or, or even Amsterdam for that matter, um, necessarily to find the best tech. You're gonna go to the, I guess, what, what we might call tier two cities. You, know, you might go to um, Bern or uh, you know, Stuttgart, Munich. You know, you, you have to go to the, Still good cities, but but not the main ones where the where the VCs tend to hang out and do most of their networking. So it's incumbent upon us to go out, put a lot of effort into the ecosystem. Okay, cool. Just to clear this up a bit for the members, when you are a VC investor like Chris is, you don't necessarily sit like they do in Shark Tank and listen to fifty pitches a day. You don't <laughs> have to invest into a new company every day. I see that right now. You have three companies in your portfolio. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's a long-term investment. You don't need to, like, it's not like stock picking where you pick a new stock every day and hope it goes up and then it falls the next day. Okay, coming yeah, back. Like yeah, yeah, exactly. So coming back to the execution of the team, you have summarized that it is, of course, more important than the idea. The idea is still important. Did you ever think otherwise when you were younger, maybe when you were not as experienced and you thought that someone just has to come up with the next big thing? Absolutely. When I was, we'll say, young and naive, fresh out of university, um, yeah, my view was, well, if you just come up with the most unique, most brilliant thing that's destined to succeed, um, I think life will hit you in the face pretty hard if you come, if you, <laughs> if you, if you take that perspective for too long. It, it is entirely about execution. Okay, of course. Uh, now, 
my actual last question would be when you founded zero one ventures that kind of made you into an entrepreneur yourself so during that journey have you made any mistakes that you would today regard as a red flag for one of your entrepreneurs you yes. can just say no if you're okay <laughs> can you tell us about one of them i think we made all the mistakes almost certainly everyone every entrepreneur does and, and uh to be honest making those mistakes is is just a, a part of the journey right that's how you learn that's how you move on i think for us hopefully it's what allows us to be uh both empathetic toward entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurial journey but also hopefully helpful because we've been there we didn't just come in as a partner to an established fund we had we've gone through quite a lot um probably the the biggest thing i would change about doing it again is dramatically underestimating the time and effort it takes to get a business off the ground okay fair wow. enough great uh i actually do have a final thing what is the craziest company you ever heard of that tried to get an investment from you oh god so it's it's a good question i'm, I'm not going to get this entirely right it was a while ago but i think probably my favorite anyway so it's very common to use buzzwords when when trying to pitch or go out and, you know blockchain and AI and whatever. Um, we like to think we can see through some of those buzzwords technologically fairly quickly, but there was one company that was something to the effect of an autonomous drone blockchain-based robotic delivery system, or something. So they basically tried to pick as many buzzwords as they could and put it into something and the only thing i could conceive of was like a, a pizza delivery robot that used vis computer vision to understand who your face was before releasing the pizza or something from a drone at your door it was it was ridiculous okay <laughs> well ridiculous <laughs> in the sense that you know you couldn't make any money or ridiculous in the sense that wow this sounds actually pretty cool but i'm never uh, going to make any money off of it ridiculous as an i they they have taken if if they were going to try and do that and certainly at the stage that well, i mean even today quite honestly but even a couple of years ago that that would be such a monumental undertaking i mean each element of what i just described is a business yeah to, to, to try and build an autonomous drone is you know pretty hard autonomous flight is we still haven't fully cracked that um computer vision we're getting there now i mean face recognition of course we're there but proper computer vision with contextual understanding of surroundings is very difficult and when you apply that to drones that's almost impossible at the moment there's a couple of really good companies we've been speaking to that are doing a good job with that um robotics i mean that's a whole thing all by itself it, it, it's just too much to take on as a as an early stage company great thank you so much and enjoy okay. the rest of your day thank you take care everyone enjoy your weekend this was the first episode of the Almost Founders podcast. A special thank you to Chris Haley for his insights and to our sponsor, City Ventures. If you'd like to participate at one of our live events, I'd recommend you to follow us on social media at Entrepreneurs of City. You can also become a member of our community by signing up through our website at entrepreneursofcity.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.